This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. We are so thankful to all our patrons on Patreon. Yay, you guys, thank you. You help make this podcast possible. And anyone else out there, if you want to add your support, you can visit patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash right from the deep. And we would appreciate it. A special thanks to our October sponsor of the month, Tammy Partlow. Yay. She's a speaker at women's retreats and her debut novel, Blood Beneath the Pines, is a suspense set in the Deep South. That's now available. She's hard at work on the next book in the series. Yay, thank you, Tammy. And it is my turn for a wonder. I gotta tell you, you guys may have heard a little bit about my cute little golden retriever named Ellie. <laughs> I have to tell you that she looks like a stuffed animal. She is just <laughs> straight up adorable and she's soft and she's fluffy and she's just like a teddy bear. And I was looking at her because she likes to stare at me. She stares at me with that can you hear my mind? Pet me, pet me. <laughs> That's what she does. But here's the thing. When I look at her, I see like this stuffed animal, like a teddy bear thing. But the difference is that she's got this gift inside her and it's called life. <laughs> and God did this. It just made me, I just sat there musing on this one day. God like made life and he infused this in Ellie and in us and in so many things. I, I just wanted to stop and thank God for life. Life is a God-invented wonder. So you guys, thank God today for life, yours, everything around you, life. It's only God could do that. <laughs> and now, here's, here's the, the show. show. Welcome, listeners. Welcome to the deep, friends. We are so glad that you are here with us today, because today we're celebrating. Yes, today is our 200th wow. episode, right? It's like we should hear like fireworks or something. We started this podcast in September. Thank you, Karen. That's it. We started this podcast in September 2015, everybody. So it's been two episodes per month for eight years. God has been so kind in giving us this task and his faithfulness, his presence, the fact that he even spoke to both our hearts at the same time, letting us know that writers need encouragement, that writers need chaplains to help them deal with the struggles in their spiritual life on the writing journey. We are so honored that God has called us to do this, that he has given us this task, and we are so delighted that you are all here. We are, and you know, what Karen said this, that God laid it on our hearts, both of our hearts, but you got to know that, like, we didn't, like, tell each other that at first. It was like, 
independently, each one of us. And then we sort of came together and figured this out. And we're like, okay, well, that must be God. (laughs) He's talking to each of us individually about this. And I have to give a shout out to Thomas Umstead Jr. too, because uh, right right about the time uh, Karen and I were thinking about this, he was starting Novel Marketing Podcast with uh, James L. Rupert. And I remember sitting with him at the ACFW conference with Thomas. And I'm like, you know, you guys are doing this podcast. Karen and I are wanting to do something to, you know, help writers for spiritual nurturing. And I said, what what would it be like if we did a spiritual podcast for writers? And Thomas was like, huh, that could be really interesting. <laughs> and, and it was just, I just, I have this clear picture of this and it was so kind and so encouraging. And they gave us this advice and this encouragement and especially thanks for the techie help because, you know, like I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. I had to learn. And Thomas especially was a great resource. So thanks guys. <laughs> and thanks too, to our awesome sound editor, Mike at Podcast PS. He gets the brunt of all kinds of our bloopers and goofs, and he fixes them, and he never insults us. In fact, sometimes he laughs along with us. So thank you, Mike. And you guys, everybody out there who's supported us on Patreon, you guys have been a crucial part, too, of these podcasts. We could not have done it without you. As we thought about how to celebrate this 200th episode, it occurred to us, why not reach out to the people who've been guests on our podcast all these years and ask them for their counsel and advice for you. So our celebration is a special treat for you today. So to keep this podcast from being an hour long, we've actually shortened some of the comments. (laughs) But Diane Mills shared this. She said, Karen and Aaron's interview with me showed Christian sisterhood in action. They made me feel like I was the most important person on the planet. I valued the prayer time, professionalism, and insight into my book's topic. The time sped by, and I regretted the ending of our conversation. (laughs) And thanks, Diane. But you guys need to know that's how we feel always. Karen and I feel that way at the end of our time with our guests. They're so wonderful. And oh my goodness, we have laughed and cried and grown closer to God and each other. It's just fellowship in action. And we're so blessed, you guys, by the body of Christ. That is God's design and His purpose. We're in this together, everybody. So stay connected and stay encouraged. Karen Stiller says, you're already doing a good thing for your life as a writer because you're listening to this wonderful writing podcast. Well, (laughs) thank you, Karen. She goes on and she says, we can learn so much from one another. Be a writer's writer like Karen and Aaron. Cheer one another on. Offer encouragement. Open doors. Someday another writer will do that for you, too. We can help one another. Mm, I love that. Misu Andrews had this to say, I've always loved the title of your podcast, Right From the Deep, because it's truly the only guarantee of a Christian writer's success. No matter what degrees we hold, how many contracts we've secured, workshops we've taught or attended, if we don't quiet the outer noise and dig deep to hear the still small voice inside, we have nothing of eternal value to write. So, no matter what distracts us, we can write from the deep when we live from the deep. That's why David's Psalms are so powerful. He wrote what he lived and his words burn in our souls. Yeah, I love that. Robin Jones Gunn sends this encouragement to us and to you. 
When I was first published decades ago, it was a challenge to find helpful information on the craft of writing. Writers groups were a rare gift and writers conferences became a lifeline. I've appreciated the way Write from the Deep has brought these necessary components to the next generation of writers. The variety of topics, personal stories, and valuable insights from Karen and Aaron have made this podcast a treasure chest for both new and experienced writers. Thank you, friends, for all your hard work. I'm honored to have been a guest and blessed to be a listener. And we were honored to have you on the podcast, Robin, yes. and to have you share all your amazing wisdom. We have been honored. Everybody, everybody's been such a great guest and an honor. It's just been so cool. And Shadia Hrishi says this, God planted a love for words within the heart of every writer. God does not need our words, but he delights in using them in order to encourage, teach, inspire, and challenge first us and then others. Let God first have his way in your heart. Then he will gladly help himself to your words to advance his kingdom purposes. And guys, we need encouragement. We need inspiration. This world can be difficult and dark. Lindsay Franklin shared with us that they recently discovered a would-be intruder trying to break into their house while they were all home in the middle of the day. Good gravy. How brazen, right? And how disconcerting and eerie that must have been. So out of that experience, Lindsay gave us this bit of wisdom. Life is weird. And so it is. But God is good. We're never promised things will be easy or everything will work out perfectly, but we are promised God's presence, and that's more than enough. Amen. Deborah Rainey shared these words of wisdom. I've been taking great comfort recently in these words of Jesus from John 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It gives me such peace to know that if I am truly following Jesus, I am walking in his light and I can trust him to lead me one step at a time, only as far ahead as I can see for the next step and the next step and the next. I'm trying to live life that way, one step at a time, eyes on Jesus, all the way home. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, Deborah. Robin Lee Hatcher echoes that. She gives us the scripture, Isaiah 42, 16, which says, I will lead the blind by a way they do not know. In paths they do not know, I will guide them. I will make darkness into light before them and rugged places into plains. These are the things I will do, and I will not leave them undone. Praise God for that, that he doesn't leave them undone in our lives. Robin goes on to say, God gave me this verse for a particular book when I was in a panic, not knowing how to tell the story in my heart. He made darkness into light before me then, and he has continued to do so for the many novels that have followed. These scriptures from Steve Lobby then tell us what happens next when God makes our darkness light. Listen to this. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 
His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Therefore, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. And those were all combined from Matthew 5.16, John 5.44, 1 Corinthians 10.31, and 2 Peter 1, verses 3 through 4, and Psalm 86.12. Kimberly Woodhouse shares this. My advice is pretty simple and something I'm still working on myself. Keep your focus on the Lord always. It's so easy to be distracted by this world and all the things around us. Everything we do should be done to the best of our ability for the glory of the Lord. Noticing a theme here, guys? Our <laughs> guests and the people who have been on their writing journeys for so long, they know our focus needs to be on God. Right. And Kim says she's still working that like we all should be because it's hard. Yes. <laughs> and Paul Hastings, the host of the Compelled podcast, gives advice that echoes Kim's. He says, sometimes when I grow discouraged by lack of progress, I must be reminded of an eternal perspective. Seek first the kingdom of God and he'll take care of the rest. Even if you never achieve fame or acclaim as an author here on this earth, if you serve the Lord faithfully, then at the end of time, you will hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. And that's from Matthew 25, 21. And don't we all long to hear those words? Mary DeMuth shares this, the Holy Spirit knows best about your career. Trust his voice rather than the siren call of social media. Faithfulness trumps fame, and book sales don't equal your worth. Amen to that. Right. And Sharon Dunn shares this profound truth. Don't get your identity or self-esteem from your successes and failures as a writer. Amen to that. We get our identity from God. And Sharon Hink reminds us, we are beloved children of God. That is our identity, whether we write or not, whether we have success or not. And success is in quotations, air quotes, we'll call them air quotes. Second yeah. Corinthians 4, 7 says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And I like the focus Thomas Umstead Jr. has on service in the advice that he sent us. He said, my advice is this, as a Christian author, your job is to honor God and thrill your reader. That's it. <laughs> At the end of the day, no one else matters, not your agent, publisher, bookstore owner, book critic, English teacher, or editor. They are not your customer. They are not your God. If your readers love your book and you honored God in writing it, that is enough. Love God and serve your reader. Boy, we're getting some terrific counsel here. I hope you guys are taking all this in. Thomas also shared this scripture with us, Mark 12, 30 through 31. And you shall love the Lord your God. Say it with me, guys, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second commandment is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Mm. Liz Curtis Higgs wrote this to us. To my writing brothers and sisters, a simple word of encouragement. 
God is already preparing the hearts of your readers for the message or story he has called and equipped you to share. Even before you've written a word, even before you've posted something about your work in progress on social media, even before you've sent the first email, the first newsletter, the first blog post, before all that, God, you can trust him, you can rest in him, take a deep breath and write. Brandilyn Collins, who has shared so many wonderful things with us, said this, no matter what, when, or how God called you to write, the platforms and audience he gives you are his. Your career is his. <laughs> write as he guides you and be willing to leave it all behind if he calls you to something new and unexpected. Your writing is not your life path. Jesus is. <laughs> I love that. Elizabeth Ludwig says something similar. She says, my advice to writers is don't ignore your spiritual journey. God has much to teach you along the way. Sometimes getting there is more beneficial than actually arriving. And I would wholeheartedly say the same. <laughs> so Lorianne Wood has this to share. I loved being part of Write from the Deep. During the two episodes that we visited, I especially loved connecting my health and spiritual journeys to the writer's journey. And guys, you know, that's exactly what we love the best, too. She goes on to say, and the scripture that speaks to all of that is found in John 13, 7, where Jesus is washing his disciples' feet. And he says, you do not understand now what I am doing, but later you will understand. After our conversations, it became even more clear to me that God is using each of our writing paths in ways we may not fully know this side of eternity. And that gives me purpose and peace knowing I don't have to design and figure everything out on my own. Amen. <laughs> Indeed. Lynn Austin said, It can be difficult for authors to dig deeply into their own pain and past mistakes when shaping their stories, but the result can have eternal results in readers' lives when they do. I would encourage young writers to set priorities in their life and writing, and then allocate their time accordingly, aware of the endless distractions that would divert them from God's calling to write. Oh boy, is that on target. Not only do we have to deal with distractions, we also have to deal with blank pages, sitting there waiting for our genius to pour out <laughs> and waiting and waiting. <laughs> so Robin Lee Hatcher offers these words of wisdom for writers. You can't fix anything you haven't written. Give yourself permission to write bad stuff, in quotes. You can fix bad stuff. You can't fix a blank page. I love that because I've always found the blank page the hardest part. Maybe some of you guys can relate to that. For me, once something's there, then comes the fun part, making it better. So I love Robin's advice. You guys just get something on the page. Amen. And Becca Weirwill says, some of the best advice I've received as a writer is to invite God into my creative process. And so now that's the advice I give to other writers. Pray before you write. Talk to God about the details, big and small. Ask him to show you the stories he has for you. It's such a gift to be able to create alongside our creator. And to follow that up, Laurel Thomas says, My advice would be to receive with confidence from the creator 
as we create. And I love that, you guys. I love that simple key, receive with confidence. That means that we take note of the fact that God is the ultimate creator and he's made us in his likeness and he does gift us with creativity. It comes from God. We don't have to like manufacture that. And we can be confident that it's already ours through him. Amen. Lenore Worth echoes that by saying, always, always ask God first. Ask him when you get an idea. Ask him when you write the proposal. Ask him when you have doubts or when you hear good news. Ask him, Lord, can you show me the way? And thank him. He gives us the talent and the words. Never take that for granted as we tell the greatest story ever told, his story. And our creativity is important. Kathy Golke had this to say, our world stands in great need of stories that discover the healing wonder found in relationship with our Heavenly Father. Take stock of your life of the unique experiences, the good, the bad, the victories and the failures, the times you've shown in the sun and the times you've had to rise from the ashes and the lessons learned from those experiences. Recognize the threads God has woven through your life, the themes, and objectively view the tapestry He's created in you. Realize that these life experiences and how you've grown from them, how they've brought you closer to God, are His gifts to you, gifts that you as a writer are able to use to inspire readers through your pen. What the enemy means for evil, God can use for good, as long as we open our hands and allow Him. You know, I always say nothing is wasted in God's economy. Everything that happens to us, good or bad, can be used to illuminate and to teach and to help our readers. So Kathy goes on to say, as writers, we are constantly faced with discouragement and self-doubt. Realize these are insidious, desperate tools of our common enemy. Realize, too, that God has given us armor, the armor and implements of war found in Ephesians 6. Right, and I'm going to read that scripture. This is from Ephesians 6, 14 to 18. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Here's the deal, you guys. We can't forget that last part about praying, okay? Prayer is the thing we do while we're wearing the armor. We don't just like stand around dressed in armor. We use it in prayer battle. One of my pet peeves is when someone says, well, the least I can do is pray. Oh, (laughs) no, it's not. The most you can do is pray. It's the greatest thing you can do. It's the most powerful thing you can do. And we need to be bolstered by prayer because of another scripture that Christy Bass Adams sent us. She said, I'm reminded of Matthew 10, 16, as Jesus is sending out the disciples and he instructs them, look, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as serpents and as innocent as doves. You know, guys, answering the call to write, she says, is like sending the sheep out among wolves. 
This world needs confident, focused, and determined Christians. We must intentionally pay attention, research, and carefully analyze our partnerships and alignments. Writers are vulnerable. Rejections can often cripple us or steal our hope for a season. We must learn to speak up, to fight what is right and true, to fight for what is right and true, to take a stand on faith and be firm about that stand, but also be gentle in our tone, innocent as doves, kind in our responses, careful and purposeful with our words. Words are powerful, she says, and we must use them for the greater and higher authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Kathy Golke says, do not be afraid, for he is ever with us. Claim your name, image bearer of the King, and go daily into battle for the kingdom of heaven as the pen warrior you are, remembering that victory and glory belong to him. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but I've got chills. What a blessing it's been to talk and share with these amazing people and writers and to share the experiences and wisdom God has given them with all of you. As we mentioned at the beginning, our goal with this podcast was to encourage writers in their spiritual journeys. And Tina Yeager shared this encouragement with us and with you. She says, Karen and Aaron inspire listeners to draw from the living wells of their souls for meaningful creative work. Right from the deep delves into topics with profound impact. May all of us called by our creator remember our purpose as a compass to submit to his guidance and to maintain an attitude of worshipful wonder. May anointing continue flowing from this podcast through all who experience it for many seasons to come. And may each of you continue to draw closer to the one who guides and who uses us for his purposes, who anoints what we put on the page and fills our lives with his love and his guidance. Many blessings to each one of you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at writefromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same.